0: webinar
1: on energy. I think we will solve the COVID problem. I think we will go to Mars. I think humanity will settle down in Mars and we will still <laughs> have an energy problem. Pakistan will never solve its energy problem.
2: Assalamualaikum Nadeem Sahib. How are
1: you? Energy problem inshallah will always stay with us. And mashallah, we will keep employed, like our other problems, education will be there, democracy will be there, and all problems will be there, and that's the problem will not solved. Anyway, that's a brief introduction to energy webinar today. So we shall return to it a sixth time, trying to understand what the energy issue is. Today, Aesan Zafar Sayyid Sahab, CEO of enrol has, mashallah, spent a lot of time trying to tell us, trying to investigate the energy problem. So, today I welcome him. He will start with a presentation on the energy problem and then we'll get our usual panel of people to try and uh, put the pieces together and to tell us if he'll solve energy problem in the next three generations or not. So, Essence, please, over to you. Assalamu
2: alaikum, uh, Nadeem Saab, and assalamu alaikum, all the uh, participants, viewers. Um, you know, uh, this is a topic. Uh, where so much has been written, so much has been said. So I don't want to go into um, you know, general or generic comments. Um, power factor, as we all know, is the backbone of any economy, of any nation, and Pakistan is no different. Or, um, actually, just one second. Sir, can I share your slides? Nah, nah, i just want to talk th- th- lekin apne jo screen sare views khol the hain uh, isko zara uh, concise kare isko, isko aap... minimize let me taaki okay, hum zara isko Achha, thank you nadim sorry for the delay to ji uh, power sector hum sabko that is our dynamics slightly different, but an importance of our population very young, bulging population, employment industrialization issue, import of balance, everybody is knowledgeable. So, now we have to this topic we will discuss structure so uh, meaningful discussion. And what I thought was rather than focusing on what the issues have been in the past, trying to focus in the future. The best thing is to first set the vision. And then once we set the vision, then in my opinion, we see where we stand today and how we can reach to that vision. What we can do in the short term, medium term and long term to reach to that vision that's what i feel कि i try to structure my thoughts vision hamara is prakar ye have. ki hum apne power sector ko dusri jo developing emerging economies mein kaam ho raha hai and from uh, you know current situation we take it to comparative market framework jisko government ctb CM की बात कर रही है, कोई wholesale market की बात कर रहा है, लेकिन comparative market structure पर चलें, reform structure की तरफ चलें, from a seller's market to buyer's market आ जाएं. हम electricity power को commodity की तरह future में manage करने की कोशिश करें और वो तमाम risk जो government ले रही है और जितना extensively government involved risk सारे जो है, investors की जाएं or planning, which is centralized planning, government planning, a market-oriented planning, where the market adjust itself. So this is the vision where we want to reach, ultimately. Now, how to reach there? We come to issues. What are the issues currently? So simpl- simplify it. The issue is affordability. And the issue is reliable power. Reliable and affordable power is the issue. Now, reliable and affordable power, if that is the issue, then we would see that how we can reach here. The issue is that it's costly, cost is high. And quite a lot of people are saying that it's costly because demand is less. So it's denominator going to increase your denominator. Or it's chicken and egg. Yeah, it's the other way around. Demand, because it hasn't been increased, for various reasons. So, whether it's cost and demand or demand and cost, whatever it is, we need to look into both these issues simultaneously and see what we can do right now. Short term, may have to speak So, if we focus on these two issues, the affordability and the reliability, and we look at the short term, so what are the steps? In my opinion, the steps are uh, related to the fuel side the steps are related to capacity side and the overheads fuel side ko because power ka tariff epp cpp and overheads se banta hai overall so agar hum overall dekhen to fuel side pe in the past so many years we have made positive progress so various previous governments uh, jo made policies we have moved from most expensive fuels to cheaper fuels, you know, we gradually uski taraf aaye aur directionally thik ja If Ispe agar hum indigenization aur to energy security bhi mil sakti hai Pakistan ko, you know, indigenous fuels and in the long term, uh, energy security bhi mil sakti overall. So, ham fuel pe right direction mein. When we talk about capacity payments, uh, this is an issue and we can talk about uh, the changing the debt tenure changing about the spread the roe's in sab pe bhi ho raha hai aajkal aur in cheezon pe baat ki bhi ja sakti hai and then lastly the overheads jo overheads hain like disco inefficiencies like so many inefficiencies and tnd losses and all in sab baat ki jaye to ye short term mein kaam kia ja sakta hai short term mein or be Kamkeja secte, demand side, or demand side, which you come Kaja secte, Osme up gases could divert Vagarabi, you know, raw gas could divert kar Sakte, or Uskejar LNG power plants could say, or Usibi Kamkeja sector. We need to f- focus our attention on the short term measures. Before we move to the medium term, which is more related to reliability, so अगर हम बात इसके this करने लगें कि demand तो ऐसे बढ़ेगी कि हम industry को ले आएं और industrial sector लगा लें या हम captive को grid पे लेके आ जाएं ये सब medium term में हो सकता है इस वक्त हमें ये देखना है कि अगर हम अपनी cost को इस तरह arrest करें कि उससे incentivize करें. for example मैं एक बात बताऊँ हमें आज की discussion में क्योंकि इतने experts माशाल uh, यहाँ इस डिस्कशन में कम से कम मुझसे तो बहुत ज़्यादा जानते हैं आप सब लोग अख्तर इली साहब जैसे लोग हैं और आशीष साहब जैसे लोग हैं कि अगर हम इंडस्ट्री को जो मार्जिनल कॉस्ट है उसके ऊपर incentivize the industry to expand or increase. Already high cost pay. If you have a idle capacity and have a marginal cost incentivize, these are short-term you know, All of this we thought about and then we embarked upon an a study seven months ago or something like that. And what we did was, we said that rather than uh, we have discussion all over the place, we should value, uh, you know, focus on the entire value chain of power. And the value chain starts from fuel all the way to demand. Mm-hmm. So I request to Mansoor, Mansoor, control presentation. Mansoor, if you can kindly just put the first slide, I just want to talk about first slide and then I'll move. The first slide of uh, fixing power sector study. Yeah. Next one. This is just the title slide. Can you please? Yeah, this one. So Agarham is slide uh So there are five imminent challenges in Pakistan's power sector. And these five challenges are so you can see some, the first line. GG, uh, I can see it, and I'll tell you when to press I'll tell you when when to press the button. For animation, so these
3: are the five eminent challenges in power sector. It's circular. Essence, uh, sir, can you unmute yourself, sir?
2: Acha yeah, I mute. you
1: don't worry just
2: okay all right okay so there are five eminent challenges in the power sector and these are circular debt excess capacity low demand high cost and foreign exchange dream okay. so uh we have put these five eminent challenges Uh, problems across the entire value chain or if you focus on the left-hand side of the slide where it says power value chain, you will see fuel, generation, transmission, distribution, and all all the seven uh, components of the value chain are mentioned. And we figured out that the problem which ranks the highest in the list of the challenge is the circular debt, which is coming from the distribution side and that relates to four various problems and one of them is disco inefficiency so circular debt they claim circular debt is 42 percent of your annual fbr tax revenue and growing at a 12 percent rate you know of tax revenue per annum is the char components and your circular debt uh, around 500 billion rupees per year ke se ye rise ho rahi hai. and out of this 500 billion rupees more or less on an yearly basis 171 billion is related to disco inefficiency or within disco inefficiency 87% of disco inefficiency is coming from four uh discos which is casco Quetta ki, Pesco, Peshawar and two DISCOs in the province of Sindh, Hasco and SEPCO. char four DISCOs hai, which constitute 87% of DISCO inefficiencies, in my opinion, rather than focusing on every DISCO or every other problem in DISCOs, we should focus on big items, which 80-20 ka rule apply karke, in pe focus on aur ye uh डिस्को disco की inefficiency kimanchar ki baat kar permanent defaulters 100 billion rupees के. and permanent defaulters are the defaulters jinki kisi ka हो चुका है या वो companies uh, out of business bad debt, uh, and running defaulters are to the tune of 400 billion plus and they are increasing at a rate of 80 to 90 billion per year. And these ye running defaulters are coming from, you know, tube wells in Balochistan or, you know, aapke industry in uh, KPK and this sort of So, this is a disco inefficiency which we need focus on And, you know, aapke, uh, looking forward in this, what is the solution for this? I think uh, public-private partnership, आह यू नो थोड़ी प्राविण्ड की इन्वॉल्वमेंट हो कैपेसिटी बिल्डिंग हो उन डिस्कोज की जहाँ पे लॉ इन ऑर्डर इन्फ़ोर्स करके रिकवरी बेहतर बनाई जा सकती है और मैनेजमेंट ऑफ़ डिस्को की जा सकती है बाय ब्रिंगिंग प्रोफेशनल में वो uh, relate करता है आपका जो tariff में uh, yeah. timing difference hai between approval and tariff notification mein. that contributes around 119 billion Wo hai, then subsidy hai, and then expensive loans hai. Uske baad, if you focus in the same chart the red chart the second big issue is in the generation side which talks about excess capacity and uh, we have considered uh, a very bullish approach as far as demand is concerned. So we have taken 4.5% GDP on an average. Okay, pe. Or uh, we have taken a very conservative approach on addition of power generation. We have case to case. they है कि plants बंद हो जाएंगे अगले एक plants uh, terminate हो जाएंगे बंद कर they जाएंगे. reliable parties हैं plants put up कर देंगी हमने सारी लिस्ट नहीं उठाई है बहुत कंजर्वेटिव अप्रोच लिया कि कम से कम प्लांट कौन से जकीनी है जो ऐड हो जाएंगे and taking this approach, we came to this number that with 4.5% GDP approach by the end of 2025, तक्रीबन 3500 megawatt would be surplus. और अगर यह GDP से कम हुआ, तो फिर तो यह 2025 से 2026 और 27 तक � do baatein pata chalti hain is point number 2 access capacity se ki going forward independent power planner ki zarurat hai jiss tarah maine kaha tha ultimate market planning ki zarurat hai lekin abhi fori taur pe we need independent power planner number 1 aur dusri cheez hame ye chahiye ki projects financial close nahi project development stage mehr, کم کم defer clarity power generation planning. You planning. When we add This is the second point. The third point is low demand, as I discussed, which is on the bottom. Electricity prices are among the highest in regional benchmarks. We all know industry ki अगर हम अपने साथ के मुल्कों की prices देखें India Bangladesh Sri Lanka Vietnam sare जैसे jaise under you know developing countries ko dekhe aur apni cost ko dekhe to industrial price और, cost rather industrial cost and residential 26 to 28% we are higher than our neighboring countries So, this is cheez we aur uski जो previously अगर हम देखें तो पाकिस्ता, पाकिस्तान pakistan में जो gdp growth pakistan mein gdp growth power sector growth is 1.5 times रहा है power sector has always grown you know, higher than the gdp growth mostly at a you know, 1.2 multiple rise pichle 7 saal hum uthake dekh le 2007 se leke 7 saal uthake dekhe aage tak to power sector has always lagged behind the gdp If agar gdp hamara jo 5.3% ka kya ज़माने में, तो power sector कोई 4% pe power sector instead of leading, it has been lagging by 0.75 aur us wajah se wo jo आपकी वो डिमांड जो अब 123 टेरावॉट पे आप पहुंचे हैं तो वो 160 होनी चाहिए थी जो नहीं पहुंच सकी तो therefore लो डिमांड आल्सो आल्सो बीन इस पे मैं एक और चीज आपको बड़ी इंटरेस्टिंग बताऊं जो मैंने यहां नहीं लगाई बहुत लंबी प्रेजेंटेशन हो जाती हमने एक चीज और देखी अगर हमारी डिमांड वो होती जो के पिछले सालों में का और की का जो इंटर रिलेशनशिप थी मल्टीपल फैक्टर था 1.2 1.3 का अगर ये भी रहती और 160 टायर वॉट पे पहुंच जाती तो आपका जो कैपेसिटी चार्जेस इस वक्त हैं वो कैपेसिटी चार्जेस मिनिमम 25 percent कम हो जाते बिकॉज़ ऑफ़ दिस डेनोमिनेटर बेस आपका इंक्रीज हो जाता तो ये लो डिमांड है जिसको आप Fourth price, uh, item is high cost. Electricity cost per unit will increase by rupees five point one, with CPP increasing and EPP decreasing. Uh, again, in the uh, study uh, we studied our cost from in this in cents uh, kilowatt hours basis and also in rupee kilowatt hour basis, and we we saw this astonishing comparison. whenever we see it in cents. तो हमें नजर आता है कि ईपीपी तो कम हो गया ईपीपी तो हम एक्सपेंसिव फ्यूल से शिफ्ट कर गए अपने सस्ते फ्यूल्स की तरफ लेकिन और सीपीपी जो बढ़ना था वो बढ़ भी गया लेकिन सीपीपी जो बढ़ा हुआ नजर आता है व्हेन यू लुकिंग ओनली एट सेंट्स तो सीपीपी उतना ही बढ़ा जितना उसे बढ़ना चाहिए था और आपकी ओवरऑल टैरिफ between 2018 and 2025, अगर 18 और 2025 को कंपेयर करें और सेंट्स में देखें, तो नजर आता है कि आपका ओवरऑल कम हो रहा है, 20 you know, percent. But when you look at the same thing in rupee form, तो आप परेशान हो जाते हैं, because उसमें आपका tariff पांच रुपए के करीब बढ़ जाता है 2025 में to 2018. And the reason is that your tariff, the outlay, the foreign component is very much dollarized. है. So, your rupee devaluation has a lot impact. So, these are the things. Uh, four items that I wanted to discuss. And then it's forex, forex drain. Uh, US dollar 6 billion was spent on imported fuels. So, you can see on the import balance. And then if you look at the same slide and look at the gray part, the gray rectangle, which says other challenges, then you have grid limitations, limited ability to incorporate renewable power in the grid and seventh is access and quality. So uh, gentlemen and my friends, uh, this is in one sheet. We have tried to put down uh, various issues
1: Across the entire
2: value chain of power.
1: Second, can everybody hear? I just a message. Can you hear me, sir?
4: Yes,
1: sir. Everyone is so
2: what we have done is illustration I think experts and all of you are aware of all of these things. What I've tried to do is to put down these things in an illustration form so that we can capture it and it's open for feedback, you know. The working that we have done. So to conclude uh, my part, uh, my opening part of this uh, webinar, I must say that yes, we agree. The issue is affordability and the issue is uh, reliability of the power and we need to see uh, how we can work on the demand side as well as on the cost side. Madheem, Saab, these thank were the very much, thank,
1: thank you, you Asad Saab. Thank you, Asan Saab. Sorry. Thank you very much. MashaAllah, you laid out the um, the issues very well and summarized it very well for us. I certainly don't claim to be an expert in this, so I'll turn to the panel. We've got a great panel. We've got, mashallah, uh, Shakila Madurani, who's been uh, uh, one of our best civil servants, former chairman WAPDA. WAPTA. We've got Akhtar Ali Saab, former member Energy Planning Commission. We've got Rashid Aziz, who's committed every energy mistake in the World Bank. He's led all the energy projects. <laughs> who's chief
5: of marketing communication can you please look at the look towards the microphone your voice is
6: getting
1: okay sorry so the point is now let me turn to the thing one only only one question that i'd like to ask you guys we think of the power sector as kind of a single macroeconomic thing where it's a single entity Whereas I look at the power sector, whether it's supply or demand, as a disaggregated set of players, whether it's discos, IPPs, or whoever, there's a disaggregated set of players who somehow are forced to become aggregated because they are run by the secretary. So the problem lies with the secretary or the or who? I mean, we need to really come out in the open. Why can't disco CEOs, we've had a webinar with them, why can't they run that themselves? Why can't be disaggregate the system decentralize the system as elsewhere in the world so marine saab has, has to go first so let me take her on first and i'll come to the next marine saiba your views on everything that has been said so far and whatever you like
3: thank you so much uh, to all the participants and to Nadeem saab for giving me this opportunity so basically i'd like to start if i may with just an overview And I'll build upon uh, the points made by Zafir Sab. I agree with many of the points that he's so carefully set out about the state of the power sector. So if we start first with um, the circular debt issue. So I'm very pleased to be able to say that K Electric does not contribute to circular debt since its privatization. Uh, I agree with him that this is probably the biggest deterrent to any resolution of Pakistan's power crisis, um, you know, it, it's not just an accounting issue. And this is how previous governments have been looking at this so far. They haven't really gone to the source of the problem and they've come up with this very uh, temporary fix of bailing out uh, these discos. So they just pass on the financial cost to consumers as a separate charge. Um, the current the charge per unit is about uh, 0.5 pesos. Um, and incidentally, that's only served to compound the problem. It's increased our country's debt burden, and essentially, the worst part of this is that it actually um, discourages any efforts to become more efficient uh, or to achieve operational improvements. Now, um, that, that's, I think, the critical point on circular debt. Um, Now, in terms of um, excess power supply, uh, we do have excess power supply right now. That's because uh, generation companies have been favoured over discos. Uh, At the moment, estimates are that there's about 7,000 megawatts surplus production capacity in the system right now, and some estimates are going to predict that that will be about 12,000 megawatts surplus in 2025. Uh, and what concerns me is that the current regulatory framework actually incentivizes in investments in generation plants, but it does not incentivize uh, investment in transmission and distribution networks. So even good discos with exceptional at losses also report losses due to sh- tariff shortcomings. So that's something that we have to look at. Now, um, I won't touch on the lower demand for power, because I think uh, Zafir Saab has, has looked at that quite in detail. But let me go on to the high cost of power, uh, which he also mentioned. Um, Pakistan produces the most expensive power in this region. The cost of power production is you know, 26% higher than our neighbors, uh, Sri Lanka, Malaysia, Bangladesh, South Korea, Thailand, Vietnam, you name it. Um,
4: Locked
3: off. locked off Why did that happen just keep touching the Sorry, uh, apologies we have an automatic log off system for our security. So um, basically as I was saying we are uh, we have some of the most expensive power in the region and uh, almost 26% higher, 28% higher for residential consumers. And even though nationally we've added about 10 to 12,000 megawatts of production capacity in, in recent years, and it's estimated we will double that, so another 10 to 12,000 in the pipeline, um, capacity payments to uh, the standby plants... Remains a major cause of producing expensive power. So we have to look at that. We have to look at that arrangement. And um, the capacity payments are expected to soar to almost rupees four trillion in 2025. And again, uh, the previous speaker talked about this. We need to have an integrated planning policy in the sector. You know, it's been haphazard, it's been ad hoc, each government comes in and does what is expedient. And we have to have proper planning in this energy sector. Um, I'm not going to go into the IPPs. I think there are many more qualified people who can speak on that. However, what I would say is that with K-Electrics experience, we would like to see regulatory certainty, Um, consistent, long-term, stable frameworks that allow us, that allow private sector investment in this sector and which allow us to plan properly so that you don't have the kind of experiences that we've had um, where we've put forward plans and we've been stuck for two or three years without getting tariffs notified without being able to implement those and then those policies change so i think that is something that i would like to see and very much hear uh, the other um, panelists views on as well that how do we actually achieve that because i feel that that's the only way we're going to have a reduction in electricity prices for consumers that's the only way we're going to increase the quality of service and have fair competition because nobody's against competition but what you want is fair competition you've got to have the rules of the game set out and i think where we have to be very careful and k electrics made these views known recently in um various hearings, is that for somewhere like Karachi, um, we have a very um, diverse uh, economic segmentation in the city. So we have extremely poor areas which we service, and we have very well-off areas which we also service. And at the moment, the model is that there's a cross-subsidization. So it allows us to invest in those what we call high loss areas where people don't actually um, where people don't actually um, pay their bills and there's a high degree of theft. And we cross subsidise them from we cross subsidise them uh, from the more um, affluent areas where people do pay. Now, if you go into a competitive environment, what the government or the regulator has to do is they have to actually ensure that any competitor that comes in also services those high-loss areas, so those poorer areas, because what you don't want is cherry-picking. You know, compared to developed countries, we have to be very aware that we have vulnerable populations, and we want to ensure that investment in the infrastructure also takes place in those areas where people cannot afford to pay their bills and they are more vulnerable so i think that's something that we're very concerned about that if we do go into a fully competitive market um, that that is uh, taken care of and although we all aim for competition the fact is that this is a public good You know, people cannot survive without electricity. So how do you provide this service to people who can't afford it? You know, you don't want them to be priced out of the market, and the market doesn't always correct itself quickly enough. Um, So I think that is something that we have to look at very carefully. And maybe we go towards a mixed model like Mumbai, where the poorer areas are serviced by the government and the richer areas are opened up to competition. Or we look at Turkey and we can go into various um, you know, discussions on that. But I think the point is that we have to be very careful. We can't go headlong into sort of uh, free and open market competition without looking at the dynamics of most cities in Pakistan. And certainly I can speak for Karachi, that we have a very clear vulnerable population. We have um, a lot of um, illegally occupied land. We have enormous challenges with encroachment and theft and, and issues like that which really have to be addressed before you just open the market up. So um, let me just go on now to the fuel issue. Um, I do agree, uh, we are over-reliant on imported fuels and uh, I believe almost 50% of the fuels that we're using right now are imported, clearly that needs to change. It's a massive drain on our national exchequer. Uh, of about, I believe, $5.5 billion a year. Um, I know the government is working on renewable energy. They want to increase that. They want us to go perhaps towards local coal um, to improve the mix. However, as we all know, globally, uh, countries are moving away from fossil fuels. And I think that's something the government has to address in in terms of its environmental commitments. Um, However, we should actually, I believe, perhaps be incentivizing local solar uh, panel equipment manufacture. and uh, K-Electric has been one of the leading um, proponents of allowing net metering and encouraging people to install solar (coughs) solar solutions. So um, I do think that uh, we should be looking at uh, local manufacturing of that type of equipment. Now, I alluded to theft, and let me just come to that, because across Pakistan, um, recoveries do remain low. I mean, K-Electric has done very well, and uh, we have been acknowledged in the uh, uh, various reports by NEPRA. So, I mean, let me me just give you some figures. Since 2009, K-Electric's T&D losses have reduced by 16.8%. So we were at 35.9% in 2009, now we're at 19.1%. Whereas the t and losses of other discos have actually increased by one percentage point. Um, during 2009 to 2019, KE's at losses have improved by 18.1% uh, percentage points. And that is almost an annual impact of about 60 billion rupees. In that same period, other discos managed to improve their ATC losses by only 2.1 percentage points. Uh, KE has made a lot of uh, significant investments across the value chain. We've outperformed other discos in terms of our operational improvements. Since 2015, KE's consumer base has increased now by 30% from 2.158 million customers to 2.81 million consumers today. Other discos, their consumer base has only increased by 21%. So, um, you know, that's quite a significant margin. Since 2015, K's distribution capacity base has increased by about 30.9 percentage points um, from 6,048 MVA to uh, 7,916 MVA. While other discos, uh, their consumer base has increased by, their, sorry, their capacity base has increased by 12.9%. So this improved performance, and these are metrics which have been acknowledged in NEPRA's uh, State of Industry Report 2018. And uh, I can go into more details if people are interested in that. But these are acknowledged uh, facts and figures. So I'll just end by um, giving you the conclusion that NEPRA had written in that 2018 state of industry report. They said, subsequent to privatization from 2009 to 2018, K-Electric has shown improved operational performance in its transmission and distribution sectors, whereas other DISCOs have shown deterioration or barely maintained their performance levels over the same period. So I think what that demonstrates is that post-privatization experience of k Electric sets a good precedent or certainly a good learning for the future privatization of DISCOs within Pakistan. My last point is, however, what we do need to improve is regulatory certainty. And um, that is critical for investor confidence. And it's also critical for the planning that Zafrasad was referring to, because if the government is to plan properly for the energy sector, the regulator has to play a role in that, which supports it. And we have had many regulatory and bureaucratic hurdles. Um, You know, we've talked about this openly um, with all due respect to our regulator um, and the government, Uh, certain processes have been very slow. I'm talking about the previous uh, government now in 2016, for example, we submitted a tariff proposal, and that tariff was not awarded until July 2018 and wasn't notified until uh, 2019. So, um, you know. you know, into how can you you plan to fight? Um, And the revised tariff then becomes a drastic departure from the previous tariff, and it puts the sustainability of the whole company at risk. Um, You know, you end up borrowing, which we have, uh, in order to finance for those delays. And now we've got the necessary tariffs we are investing in our 900 megawatt plant which inshallah the first uh, unit of that should be coming online by may 2019 so that's one thing um it also has an impact on karachi and pakistan as an investment destination because foreign investors look to certainty and um you know if we are going to be the investment destination of choice as a country then we do need to provide that certainty to the foreign investor. Similarly, with inconsistent policies. Um, so a few years ago, K okay, Electric, for example, was told uh, around about 2013, 2014, that we were not going to receive any power from the national grid, and now that's changed. Now we're being told, no, we're actually able to give you more power from the national grid. And that impacted our 700 megawatt coal-fired power plant, and again this was you know, something which went on for years, um, and it takes a lot to actually plan for a power plant, you, know, you spend money, you do soil studies, you, you know, NESPAC is involved, so many um, organisations are involved, it's not an easy thing to do, so it's a, a huge waste of resources to then have these decisions come back. And and again, this is something that we have to look at because we have changes in administration and they impact policy. And so we have to have some sort of a long-term plan. Um, Now with Karachi, one of the major factors that we face is there are just too many civic bodies involved. Um, For a disco in Karachi, operating in Karachi and for any uh, company that comes in and attempts to distribute power in Karachi, you've got to deal with about 20 civic agencies. Um, you know, it, 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 they have overlapping responsibilities. And you know, we witnessed during the rain with the flooding in Karachi. I mean, that's just nobody was taking responsibility. So it's very difficult for a distribution network to survive with that kind of ambiguity. And under the um, current regulatory framework, um, what we feel very strongly is that uh, IPPs are given preference over DISCOs, and they are provided with the long-term stable tariff with very low risk, which has resulted in less investment in transmission and distribution networks um, as comparable return on equity is higher for GENCOs. Um, that has to be addressed. And uh, having excess power, fine, that's great, but there's no point if you can't deliver that power efficiently. So you have to address the disincentivization for investment in transmission and distribution. Now, um, K Electric, I think is, uh, as I've said, it's a a very good case study for privatization. I think we've done some things really well. I think uh, there are a lot of learnings uh, for future investors. Uh, from K-Electrics experience because we have been able to highlight the challenges that we've faced. And um, I think uh, really, and I'm happy to answer questions further on this, but I'll end that way with just saying that what is the possible way forward? I think if we see more improvements in the regulatory framework, if we see more certainty in national policy, energy policy planning, and I think if we see a better balance between the incentivization for generation companies and those uh, which are involved in transmission and distribution, then I think that, that is something that will definitely help us. Thank you very much indeed.
2: Nadeem, you are
1: muted. Coming. Thank you, thank you, Mehreen Bibi, thank you very much. You've made some very good points. I will come to Shukim Durrani you've been in, as I said, the civil service for a long time, you know a lot of this stuff. The way I look at it purely as an economist, in order to for me to study any market, I have to see market players and I don't see any market players. In order for me to study any market or sector, I have to see where the regulation is, where the policy is, where the implementers are and I don't see any difference. So Sab, have we even constructed a system? Are we just doing you know, this counting of numbers back and forth and saying, hey, demand is so much, supply is so much, when we really do not have a well-configured energy sector, we have a joke that we've been sitting on for the last so many years and we continue to make it and we'll come to Russia's disease after this because the World Bank made this mess. So Sab, can you please start?
7: Uh Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, let me start with a caveat. You know, I am not an expert on the subject. I was chairman of Wabda for 60 months, which is five years. And only for one month was I the chairman of both the power and the water sectors, because then uh, Wabda was bifurcated. And for the remaining 59 months, I was just chairman of the water part of it. But I had a lot of private interest, especially with my friend Tahir Bashar Chima over There, him and me would always, uh, me in my private capacity, so to speak, we would discuss these issues. So, uh, uh, in the presence of uh, such experts, uh, I would be uh, just uh, try and keep my, the volume low. Uh, but let me say there, there are three issues which I'd like to discuss. And in this context, you know, uh, since we are discussing the fixing of the power sector in Pakistan, I think there are three strategic issues and the others are tactical issues. What has been discussed or is being discussed repeatedly and even today, they're very important issues by Asim Saab and uh, uh, by Medin Saiba But they are the tactical issues. We need to focus on the fundamental, on the strategic issues. A hundred tactical victories in war do not equal one major strategic uh, victory. So the three issues that I'm going to raise, and I have to go back, is the unbundling of Vapta, which is the right thing to do. If the World Bank suggested that, congratulations to the World Bank. But it had to be done because when Wabda was created in 1958, there were less than half a million consumers. By 2007, there were 19 million consumers. And you just had to separate the distribution from the rest. Unfortunately, the unbundling of Wabda was marked by lots of follies It's a very very sad tale of uh, follies, deception, some corruption, and gross incompetence. And at the time, it was being uh, uh, split very cleverly. The then leadership in Pepco, uh, with the help of the Ministry of Ocean Power, decided to take over other areas which were not meant for bifurcation. Thermal the only the distribution was to be separated, not the thermal power generation, not the NTDC. And the result was that all the checks and control which the old Babda had over these issues, at with one stroke, they were eliminated. And now the new PEPCO, headed by the Secretary of Power, a great friend of mine, but I think they did a poor job by a minister who just, who just rebelled in uh, uh, this new PEPCO because they suddenly had access to so much power and patronage. They got 120,000 people under their belt. They were they, they got command of almost four army corps. They had limitless powers and uh, uh, patronage, and they were not willing to let that go. And that is the cause uh, for the problem. Now what the government, And this strategic decision must do is what it had planned to do and it committed to do and that was that within three years PEPCO should have been disbanded or disbanded to the extent that the discourse had to be privatized and since the example of K-Electric was uh, not very healthy uh, a better system of privatization uh, should have been undertaken or should be undertaken now and better still rather than privatization uh, a disco it'd be best to lease out a disco for 15 years 20 years or to lease out some of the feeders Uh, there was an experiment undertaken some times back they leased out a feeder and i think there are 8,000 plus feeders they could lease out a set of feeders and uh, whoever gets it on lease uh, must commit to providing let's say an extra 10 or 20 percent of the revenues and that could be done easily, and you know the, the assets of the organization, of the entity, of the discos would not be at the disposal of the new owners, as in the K Electric. Uh, the ownership of the assets would remain with the with the state, but the leasing uh, should be done. And uh, as I said, that uh, uh, some of these awful discos, the Peshawar disco, the Quetta, Hyderabad, uh, whatever. Uh, they really need to be uh, leased out rather than focusing on Islamabad and Faisalabad and Gujarawala, which are excellent discourse, I think, and uh, where the losses are under 10 percent. Why are you focusing on that? Why are you remaking that mistake? The government of Pakistan committed a blunder in the 90s by selling off the, quote, Adu power plant, brand new German equipment, and they sold it out. Why didn't they sell out the Muzaffarabad uh, thermal power station, which had third-class uh, equipment from ex-communist countries and which was da- doing very poorly. But rather than selling off the, the wrong, the bad one, they chose to sell out the big one and the, K- and the quote, Adu power station. Within two and a half years, they recovered all their investments. So let us not make those mistakes. And the government must seriously consider leasing out either the discos themselves or uh, the many feeders uh, in these discos. So uh, that is one decision that they have to take. But as I said, again, you know, uh, Pepco is now becoming a permanent organization, which it was not supposed to be. And uh, since Pepco did not have, and Tahir Bashar Achima saab knows it very well, the as long as you have the central contract cell in Warbda, it's virtually impossible to, to do anything pro- improper and, and yet, for no fault of lots of these people, the, the, the workforce in, 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 uh, in Pepco in Vabda was really top class. I think uh, I had a lot of both on the water side, on the grid side and on, and on the distribution side, some very, very fine people. But once you handed over Pepco to the Ministry of Water and Power and to the secretary who had no time for uh, this thing, he was the chairman. and. He just didn't have the time, and I knew five secretaries who were dealing with this issue, and believe me, none, not one of them really understood what the issues were. Not one of them. And the ministers, of course, understood nothing. So I think that is what you need to do. Uh, How do you do it? I think you need a holding company. You need a holding company of Pepco, uh, in which all the discos will be represented, but Keep the Secretary and the Minister of Power out of it. Get professionals, get a, uh, some professional as a chairman, and get, get some professional as a CEO, and let them run the discos uh, the way a professional organization does. This business of having board of uh, directors in various discos was a disaster. I have seen these uh, uh, directors operate. They were always more concerned about getting a car, and putting a, um, a hand in the till, in uh, trying to uh, get involved in the procurement issues, in the recruitment issues. And a, a Nazem or a M- MPA, uh, he's just not suitable for something like that. Just get professional and get them to do it. Now, you know, if you have to reform things, then reform them and reform them the way it was supposed to be reformed. The Area Electricity Board. As uh, Chima Saab would uh, would would, be, would agree with me, were doing a fairly reasonable job with very few staff, and they were focused completely on the uh, on the recoveries and on the provision of power, and uh, their losses were much less than the losses today. But we had to reform them. We ended up deforming the system, which uh, should not have been there. And incidentally, and here. Uh, let me say that two MDs of Pepco, and tair Bashara Chima Sab is not one of them, two MDs of Pepco and four CEOs of DISCOs told me something which is at odd, with which the government for the past 15 years uh, has been propagating. What are the actual losses, the technical losses and the administrative losses, which is pilferage and theft, you know how much that is? They say it's about 17.5, it might be 18% now. Every CEO of DISCO and these two MDs have told me that the losses are around 25%. Let's get clear at least on what the losses are. And there's a very clever way of showing reduced losses, high billing, recoveries, they say they rose to 96%. Well, they used to be 86%. I can agree with some that it might have been Increase slightly, but 86, 87 percent is the recovery. But to say that they, they have been recovering this, so let's get the figures right or let the, the government and the prime minister must be given the right figures, the cabinet must be provided with the, the right figures. So I've already said that uh, you have to go the whole hog the way uh, it was decided when you bifurcated Vabda, Pepco should have gone and the thermal generation should have remained with Babda. The great anti dc should have been with Babda, And just the distribution companies should have been with Pepco. And Pepco the, had a sunset clause. Uh, since I'm only talking of the, of the strategic issues, my last issue is the energy mix. You know, th- this country can never afford a system where 60% or 61% of power generated is thermal power, and that is imported most of it, this is just not viable. And hydro power is, I think, about 29 or 30%. It should be switched. Hydro should be 60, and other everything else should be uh, should be less. But there's such a great demand uh, for IPPs because IPPs, uh, this is the proverbial. Land of gold, you know. Anyone who has an IPP can, for the next ten generations, live in great with great opulence, and uh, opulence is what they are living with. So IPPs, remember, in 1994, they wanted to induct 2,000 megawatts of IPP power, and they ended up today with I think something like 14,000 or something, because this is just uh, it's a one-sided contract which no one cared to uh, alter in the years uh, later but uh, we need to go back to the fix even the uh, it, i'm glad the government has started work on the moman dam and the and the, the amir basha dam uh, but this is what uh, needs to be done focus on focus on water uh, focus on other renewables so energy mix is really important And uh, leasing out or privatizing is uh, one other area which uh, the government must do immediately. And the first point, you know, just get this PEPCO out of the ministry's grasp, have a holding company, Uh, have someone really respectable, uh, you know, who knows the subject. And I of course don't know the subject, so I'm not a candidate at all, but they are good people good engineers uh, who could be the chairperson and very good CEOs from the private sector and from the public sectors. Public sector has fascinating, uh, fabulous people in in uh, pepco Wapta for this thing. Thank you, sir. Can't
1: hear you. Can't hear you, Nadeem. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. You've been very insightful as usual. You made a number of points, which Rashid, sir, a former member of the World Bank can now respond to. Rashid, sir, will your organization take responsibility and come forth and do something? I keep hearing ADB and the World Bank are funding the power sector, but we continue with the same mess. In fact, we've lost more money than the ADB and the World Bank have ever given us. So how do we fix this sector? Talk like a Pakistani and tell us, and you know, no matter what the, you did for the World Bank, that's fine. Go ahead.
5: Uh, thank you, Nadeem. Yes, that is a perfect uh, point or or statement for me to enter because I can forget about everything in the past. Everybody knows I am responsible for it, and nothing needs to be done about it because I take responsibility it should you, you are one
1: much. of us so don't worry we take liberties with you for that reason.
5: <laughs> nee, nee, I am going to stay with this thing. I'm responsible for all that happened and that's that's now history whoever wants to change history has better build a time machine otherwise they better live with what I have created. But anyway okay now the the problem I have with whatever I've heard up to now, is it's not talking about fixes. (coughs) Almost all of what I have heard up to now is, oh, the past. I had a problem with this thing. Somebody didn't listen to me. They didn't give me the cheap uh, cheap, uh, gas so I couldn't generate. The demand for electricity is not going. I don't really think we should be giving too much significance to that, recognize today's situation, yes, but then come up with suggestions on the future. I'm going to focus almost entirely on that. And in that, I'll take from Zafar Saab's uh, first slide, circular debt or the arrears of the power sector to all over the place. That's one of the major concerns right now. We should find a way to undo that situation gradually or immediately. We should find a way to generate resources from somewhere. It may be manna from heaven, we can pretend to be, you know, praying to and uh, the almighty will drop whatever on us. Or we can be practical and say, the arrears problem has accumulated to X trillion today, because the revenues and resources going into the sector were insufficient to cover the costs of the sector. And as a result, every year there was some arrears. We need to get to a situation where the revenues and resources going into the sector are higher than the quote unquote prudently incurred costs. There's a role for NEPRA in determining that whatever is prudently incurred, revenues and resources should be higher. If you're not ready to accept that point, that that sort of surplus is required for offsetting or paying off some of the past arrears and maybe chipping away or maybe in one go eliminating the circular debt, then I I suggest we don't call circular debt a problem. We just say it is what we made it out to be because we were not willing to pay the full cost of electricity. So on the one hand, there is a need to Ensure that tariffs and other whatever grants and aid, uh, consumer contribution, this, that, and the other not just tariffs, but plenty of ways of bringing resources into the sector are more than enough to cover all legitimate costs, including, say, over a 10 year period, one tenth of the circular debt arrears to be paid off. That's to my mind, it doesn't require rocket science, it's a simple logic. If we are able to develop a consensus on yes, that is required, you can find a quote unquote financial analyst who will do a discounting and compounding over 10 years and find out solutions of that 1.2 trillion or 2.6 trillion or whatever the number is today, paying it off over 10 years through XYZ sources. That's probably just a simple worksheet, but recognizing that resources going into the sector have to gen- be sufficient to cover all legitimate and prudently incurred costs. And secondly, generate a bit of a surplus through which that those arrears are paid off. That's one uh, suggestion for the future. A consensus building on yes, revenues and resources have to be, high. consensus building, not the revenues and resource. The second part I want to make the second point I want to make, and it, uh, it appears in the previous three remarks, the sector is not performing according to its levels of efficiency, required levels of efficiency. KEC has, or K Electric has, sorry, the name may be just KE. I don't know what the actual name is, but whatever the, the actual name of the organization is, has reduced losses from 35 plus percent to 19. The others have not done. They've improved by 2%, et cetera, whatever. I I don't want to question that. That partly is because loss reduction programs may or may not have been funded. If there are loss reduction activities, whether it's just improved systems, whether it's better manpower, whether it's better money, or whether it is those capital investments required to upgrade the lines that... If those things have been fully funded, maybe those, those improvements in the discourse would have been, we need to ensure that on the one hand, and Nadim, I'm now specifically answering one of your points. It's not create a job or create a project for the World Bank. I'm talking about repair and maintenance. I'm talking about lubricants and uh, washers and fans and dust covers, etc. operation and maintenance as well as investment. Those AONMs are in the WAPDA system, for example. Who's money. going to do that? Who's going to do that? We will have to provide for it. Nobody will the World Bank it. come into it? Why should the World Bank come into it? And why should I be worried about the World Bank? I retired from that place seven years ago. I have no allegiance to it. I have not done any consulting work for it. If they want to generate products, you let them use their own. Why should I answer that they need to, yeah, and no. they should, or who's going to,
8: who's going to do the I'm
1: only liberty. going to
5: say, I'm only going to say Wapda, 7, 10, 20 years back when I used to look at the financial statements, the amount for operation and maintenance was one and a half percent of revenues. Ask any IPP or ask even uh, K Electric, what do they have as their contracted and con- committed and allowed OM expenditure. I'm sure it'll be 3% or above. They are able to maintain the facility and have it perform according to its design levels only because they have enough provisions to do the maintenance work, to do the rehabilitation work, etc. If that doesn't, then let's be ready to also recognize that those, that equipment will perform at subpar levels. Making adequate provisions for that is something then that is, it's up to us. It's not up to Russia disease. It's not up to this forum. It's up to everybody in Pakistan being able to recognize that there is an ONM and upkeep and expansion requirement. And if those are not funded, something will give. So, okay, that's that's the second part of it. The third element, which I want to <coughs> challenge everybody who's, who's in this forum. I'm just looking at the energy yearbook of the last five years, the, the table, saying net consumption of electricity has grown by 5.6% per annum since 2014 to 2019. Let's remember that was a period of almost three, four, two and 1% growth or negative growth. That wasn't a period of 7.5% GDP growth. So energy consumption has been, or sorry, electricity consumption. I'm looking at the number for electricity. 5.6% weighted average, sorry, annual compound growth rate 2014 to 2019 of net consumption of electricity. Obviously, the pattern of the, the, the elasticity that Asans have pointed out, etc., is being observed. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to now throw in a very challenging statement, Does that mean electricity is unaffordable? Does that mean electricity is not being consumed? Or that elasticity maintaining even during periods which were relatively modest and low GDP growth rates is an an indication of people can and are willing to pay those expenditures. Let's have a debate about it rather than get carried away with this you know, cash all off. The poor man is being squeezed, and he's being he's dying out, etc. And recognize that il- net electricity consumption has been growing at 5.6 percent over a five-year period, when GDP growth rate was probably on average well below that 5 percent. Total energy use has been growing at six and a half percent, 6.7 over the same period. People are unable to, and therefore they're still going to consume or continuing to consume. I'm sorry, that's a challenge I do want to throw to everybody who wants to highlight the unaffordability and tariffs are unaffordable. There is a reality we need to recognize. However, okay, now, now coming to this final uh, element of moving from here to into the future, from fixed price contracts, from uh, guaranteed returns, guaranteed markets, this, that, and the other to competitive. Yes, that should be. That is what the policy says. Let's not forget the policy does say so. Let's recognize that there is a policy which says this. And let's recognize that there are laws which say this. I pointed out about two sessions back that what is required is for somebody to be preparing the bidding documents for the next phase of induction of IPPs, but it was constantly drowned about, drowned out and we've got three and a half thousand megawatts of committed capacity, which is over and above our day. we will get to 12,000, we will get to 15,000. My answer to that is basically, is there a scope for incremental changes at the margin? The 5% additional power we may require in 2035, for example, or 2038 and start bidding for that in 2035, could that be done under competitive modes? And if it could be done in competitive modes, what is required is not just not to shake our heads and say, ah, because of the existing surplus, we can't do anything about it. Should be preparing the bidding document. NEPRA should be approving the bidding document and whoever is the bidder, sorry, bid, the bid issuer, whether it's a DISCO, whether it's a CPPA or whether it's a XYZ, whoever, they should be preparing to use that bidding document for inviting competitive bids. And anybody who wants to bid on that shouldn't then go back to history and say, oh, by the way, 10 years back, I had a fixed price contract. Why shouldn't I be entitled to a fixed price contract today? 10 years ago, I was given a 100% guaranteed market. Or 15 or 25 years back, I did have a guaranteed market. And somebody gave it to me. The 94 policy did. I shouldn't be asked to bid and therefore seek my own customers and seek a revenue from a competitive price. No, that should be discouraged by all of us. We, unfortunately... uh, do not take this firm stance, and therefore the introduction of competition, which could be in the first marginal step, please remember, I'm saying this thing, the first marginal step could be 3% of additional capacity, 5% of capacity, etc. cetera. That 5% or 3% can be competitive, and we better forget about, oh, we already have, Excess capacity, so there's no point in working towards. Let's let's move towards that. If we don't, then let's be ready with yes, the sector is fixed price, guaranteed uh, profit, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and we're not willing to change for it. I'll stop at that.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um... Um, thank you very much, Rashid Saab. I'll come to Akhtar Ali Saab. Rashid Saab, you always defend yourself very well, mashallah. You've got great debating skills. Uh, but quite frankly, we are in an a mess and I don't know how to clean it up. Um, <clears throat> I think when you, everybody says that the demand, supply, and all these things, to me as an economist, they are totally meaningless. Demand always clears supply, supply always clears demand. The only time there's a disequilibrium is when the government interferes. There is no disequilibrium when you tell me growth exceeds supply, whatever. That's only because the government interferes. Otherwise, there should be no problem. Now Akhtar Ali can you please clear? You've written a book on this, you're well known, etc. Can you clear up the mess? How do we get the government out of the system? Otherwise, we'll keep going back and forth. Oh, yeah, demand, nahi, supply, nahi. it's a government created mess. Is the government going to step out? How do we get the government out? Government and, sorry, the World Bank. Uh, um, actually,
8: can, <laughs> can you hear me? Please go ahead. Can you hear me, sir? Yes, we do. Uh, I see. Thank you. Sir, the replacement of the government is market. A, throughout the world uh, market is uh, market is the solution in developing countries uh, it is not the case in india it is not the case Saab, Saab, sorry for the...
1: interrupting. Paas, we don't even allow the wheat market to take shape we don't even allow sugar to be traded so that's market true. Hai. that's true
8: that's true let me see now I, i'll disc- i'll discuss the the market issues yes people are skeptical of the market uh, uh, the reason is as we are seeing in sugar and atta and others uh, things uh, there is a uh, cartelization there is uh, there are so many issues yet uh, what is the solution i mean uh, do you put all sugar do you nationalize all the sugar <laughs> or and floor, flour mills. So the market, whatever, as democracy, as they say, people say about democracy, market it is also about the market. That market is the is a solution, but it cannot be brought about uh, uh, fast and immediately. But there are certain steps which can be taken. And over the next uh, one decade maybe uh, a reasonable component of the market can be brought about. The first step for this would be wheeling. We introduce wheeling first, uh, which would allow some uh, some of the electricity come into the open market. The second issue is, uh, uh, the, the second issue or the fundamental issue is that we don't have free electricity to be traded. Most of the capacity that we have is and pay, take or pay contracts. So there is no free electricity. If there is a market exchange, where would would these take or pay contracts go? So the, the problem is how to create this free electricity or how to convert the existing firm uh, 30 years contracts, take and take or pay contracts into a free, tradable electricity. Uh, One of the solution is to start with with Mm -hmm. a voluntary exchange, an exchange where free electricity, whether it comes out of captive market or some other instruments, is traded and an element of uh, uh, for the some of the plants are being retired these could come into the free market exchange i have an estimate that about 5 to uh, 7000 megawatt of electricity can be brought into into the market uh, by the way the bringing the private sector generation plant is a IPP plants into market may be a problem because they are private and it is very difficult to convert them and a lot of NAB issues would be involved if such conversions are made. But government plants can be allowed to be traded in the market because even if they lose its government or if they make more money than they should have, it is still government. So my suggestion would be to allow government plants to be traded in the in the market exchange that is to be brought about and then uh, we could allow some portion of the take or pay contracts to be traded in the in the market for example we could allow initially 10 to 20% of the take or pay contracts to to come and to be traded in the in the market so there are ways through which you can bring a market. The sugar and other things are really not the market. They are being uh, manipulated. The market we are talking about is of a uh, transparent market, a transparent exchange where electricity is traded in a uh, transparent manner. So we shouldn't be that uh, pessimist about the prospects of uh, uh, having of promoting uh, free market ultimately it is the market which is the solution it is the market which replaces the bureaucracy and government now uh, and the, the immediate step perhaps that could be taken is to start uh, competitive bidding for the new projects that are coming we are still neprise still <laughs> continuing with the wording take or pay contracts uh, although they had announced that uh, at least solar they would uh, uh, take to uh, competitive bidding or competitive bidding bidding or reverse uh, uh, reverse bidding it has not happened so competitive bidding is the first step that is what is the problem in uh, in uh, having bids for the new plants zero equity is, is has been a uh, it is a known uh, known syndrome in pakistan that an investor does not have to put any equity at all and finance uh, his, his equity through the through overbidding uh, through uh, increasing the capital cost for which nepra has been a, a good partner with the with the ipps so uh, We need uh, NEPRA reforms. IPPs, there have been agreement with IPPs on ROE of 12%. NEPRA has been awarding ROE of up to 20%. So there is now an agreement with even, uh, even IPPs with which there is a firm agreement. They have agreed to 12% ROE. So NEPRA should. Uh, come round to uh, revise its numbers, given by our good friend, uh, Rashid Aziz Shahb, <laughs> <laughs> to, to them. So, uh, NEPRA has to be reformed in two ways. NEPRA has to change its numbers, ROE, the cash-based, cash flow-based uh, cash flow tariff, that is until, that is you pay 25% more of the average tariff in the initial years. And over 12 years, you have to retire, retire all the debt. So debt period has to, has to be expanded, if possible, to 20 years. And the cash flow-based tariff should go away. It should have a uniform tariff. And part of the problem, the $4 that circular debt that, we are, that is being forecasted is partly due to this 25% higher tariff in the initial years. So cash flow, for fast cash flow based uh, tariff has to go away. Then, the capacity utilization has to increase as S.N. Zafir has rightly pointed out. Uh, I don't know where from Mr. Uh, Rashid Ali Sayed has brought his numbers he has brought the numbers from energy yearbook, which has two years old data. But if you see the last two years data, there's a zero growth. Uh, Last winter's, uh, uh, winter demand was 8,000 megawatt, as opposed to 35,000 megawatt installed capacity. And the summer demand is about 22,000 megawatt. He should see the new numbers and a new book and consult the NTDC and and other people for uh, new data and new trends. Uh, Energy uh, yearbook is pathetically old. Uh, So the issue is how to increase the demand. A well-known principle is decrease the price, decrease the tariffs, but it is also a very risky thing. If I am paying a certain amount, of money uh, for the electricity and the rates go down, I, I will const- I'll continue consuming the same maybe and would pay less. So it's a risky thing. You have to devise a clever incentive program. For example, uh, the, the objective should be that the consumption should increase. It should decrease the price, not wholesale or across the table, but decrease the price to certain sectors and at certain times, uh, bring in more numbers, bring in more consumers and incentivize the industry to consume more. Find new markets where the lower tariff might be able to sell their products. For example, IT industry can be incentivized. It always already works uh, at night. IT industries Exports could increase if power tariff is decreased. At night time, there is no consumption. From 11 to 6, there is no consumption. Your capacity cost is high. Your contribution to overheads. When capacity, when fixed costs are high, you can make more money by decreasing the price. Because you will be increasing the contribution to overheads. So, we have to think about Uh, Thinking some clever ways of inducting new uses of electricity, new uses, expansion of the market, uh, without losing the existing revenue. So that is the kind of uh, tariff reform that is to be brought in. On the subject of discourse, uh, privatization has been touted. Uh, As always with the solution, although KE has not been a very uh, good one. By the way, uh, on KE, uh, the solution is on KE that the generation should be taken away from them, transmission should be taken away from them. I am not suggesting confiscation. What I am suggesting is that their generation and transmission assets should be Uh, like an independent IPP and they should be allowed to sell their electricity as an IPP. We cannot allow a situation in a country where in one part there is a surplus, we don't know how to utilize uh, electricity. And in another part of the country, more and more power plants are coming. That's why government has been stalling approval of uh, new uh, power, power, power plant capacity by the KE because in one part of the country there is a surplus and more surplus would be coming in 75000 megawatt of power is committed under take or pay contracts so how can a government which is already suffering from 2 to 2 trillion uh, rupees which is going to 4 trillion how can a government allow uh, capacity increase in in the other part so government was very right in installing the new capacity, after all, it's a new. It's one country, isn't it? One country. So uh, uh, government has been right. There is no. There is no justification for adding capacity in this country, whether it is in K or whether it is outside K. And I am happy that K has uh, uh, learned uh, uh, sympathy for the poor and they want to uh, <laughs> have uh, the poor being right. handled by, uh, by the government and while they enjoy uh, tariffs of coming from the rich. Anyway, so in for privatization, uh, we have been trying privatization for the last how many? 10, 20 years, but nothing has happened except KE. So what to do? My, solu- my suggestion is that as uh, perhaps Dudani has said, uh, to lease these discos, I agree with, with this proposal, and have a willing, have a retail market. Have a retail market. When you have leased the fixed assets of the discos, there would be uh, power suppliers, and power <coughs> suppliers would be the generators and they would be directly selling to retail. So uh, that is one way without entering into a very uh, complicated privatization process, one can uh, have leasing combined with retail competition and the electricity being sold by a variety of power sellers including IPPs and uh, others. So that oh. is, uh, on DISCOs, uh, there are, uh, um, let me complete, please. Uh, then on DISCOs, on, I see, on DISCOs, uh, on discourse we have to do some reforms. Uh, last time I was told by CEO of Des- DISCO that PESCO has uh, an area of 125,000 kilometers, square kilometers. There's no way an underdeveloped country's management can meet, uh, can manage a, an area of that size. So discos have to be divided to more manageable sizes, <clears throat> more manageable capacities. So that is another um, solution that I, uh, I would uh, uh, put forward. Then uh, there, there are issues of technologies. In case of uh, this goes, uh, smart meters are being talked about for a long time, but a very expensive solution has been put in uh, uh, whereby only a part of high and a part of Lesco would be provided with, uh, with the smart meters uh, with an investment of $500 million. It has been estimated that it would take uh, uh, minimum seven years and 7 billion USD to implement smart meters in the way the smart meter project has been uh, designed and is being promoted. There are other cheaper ways of introducing smart meters that installing installing those on distribution transformers and uh, be through with a smart meters uh, project in a matter of one to two years, maybe two years maximum and with an investment of less than a billion dollars. So uh, we have to think about uh, revising this program, which is being, uh, which is now being talked about for the last three, four years, but due to its expensive nature, it could not be implemented. It, uh, the other solution, and the other factor is that uh, ISCO and LESCO have been chosen while there was already a program implemented by USAID uh, in PESCO and MEPCO, which are one of the large uh, loss givers.
1: Akhtar did we get
8: independence
1: or not? Independence.
8: That's true. Yes, you know. It's still we, we are not free and uh, uh, the financing agencies the imf the adb uh, asian development bank is uh, is trying to push the same medicine over the last four to five years which the stakeholders have rejected which planning commission has rejected others have rejected and they say okay what will happen if you uh, if you install an expensive solution in half of Lesko and so half of fire So you know, hello. Just sir, uh, All right. If you in for circular debt, you know, ultimately the way it is increasing, there are ultimately there will be two. There will be two solutions. One one is. Private one is provincialization of the sector. Provincial governments who have no interest in controlling losses, controlling theft. Secondly, apart from provincialization, ultimate provincialization, uh, the circular debt may have to be shared by the provincial governments. Provincial Federal government would not have the wherewithal to pay 4 trillion rupees circular debt uh, in a few years' time. Thank you. Thank you very much, Akhtar Sahib. Thank you very much.
1: Folks, there you have it. We muddle through the power sector. Let me also clarify. I don't think we need, when we say the market, it's not always the market is a better solution. China is operating without markets. Many countries are without operating without markets. And there is a fundamental theorem from a long time back, Oscar Lange, et cetera, that put it, that a socialist and a market solution can be the same, provided you configure the sec- sector appropriately. For example, what does the market do? Market makes sure that people who make mistakes suffer losses. The best thing that the market does is if this maker of the mouse is incapable of running his business, he goes out of business. If the maker of wheat goes out of business because he cannot run his business in the public sector guaranteed system of Pakistan, not China, China's different. UK is different. France has a public sector managed utility system. It is different. Here, nobody is responsible for the losses. Circular debt happens and everybody throws up their hands and say, oh, circular debt, we don't know where it came from. Nobody in the government, either now, today, or <coughs> last has to tell you where the circular debt came from. I asked flippantly from Rashid Aziz, guys, who does the lubrication? Meter man, who does the metering? I had a recent problem. My bill has shot up through the roof. I took off the meter. The bill is still through the roof. So we went to the bapta house yesterday. They said pay the bill. So I paid the bill again. Now the point is who's responsible? They say we are not responsible. The Ministry of Power is responsible. So I have an option. I can call some influential people like you, people like yourself and get something done. But the ordinary guy can't do that. There is nobody responsible anywhere. Chima sahab, can you clarify the mess? Chima sahab, I rely on you to clarify the mess. Can you clarify the shukriya mess?
6: Jih. shukriya you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I will do five things. I will do some corrections. First of all, I batana like to tell mehreen aziz Khan sahib has said that K-Electric ke, ke is a one-led leader who has कभी भी जिसे सर्कुलर डेट में कहते हैं कंट्रीब्यूशन नहीं की तो अल्हम्दुलिल्लाह जस्सा नहीं बल्कि अपने जस्से से ज्यादा इन्होंने कंट्रीब्यूट किया हुआ है इनका जो कार बड़ा सीधा है क्योंकि हमें कस्टमर्स जो है या सिंध गवर्नमेंट जो है या फेडल गवर्नमेंट जो है उनके हमें पैसे नहीं देते तो हम को भी करेंगे तो अब करीब जो का इन्होंने देना है तो डेट इसी तरह अगर गैस वालों से पूछे तो उनके आंसू रुकते ही नहीं है स्विसर्दन जो है उसको लंबा डाल दिया इन्होंने यह तो पहले बात आ दूसरी बात मैं यह बताना चाह रहा था कि एक मिसनॉर्मर है कि सरप्लस कैपेसिटी है थोड़ा सा इस में भी मैं कर दूं पोजीशन यह है कि इस वक्त जो मैनेजर्स हैं पावर सेक्टर के उन्होंने एक नया काम शुरू कर दिया dictum more work more problems less work less problems no work no problems unhone kiya kya hai ke jise revenue based load shedding start kar di hai jahan se paise kam mil rahe hain 5000 megawatt is revenue based load shedding और हम बिजली बेच नहीं पा रहे दूसरी तरफ हम रेवेन्यू बेस्ड लोड शेयरिंग कर रहे हैं तो यह भी आप ध्यान में रखिएगा इसमें अभी आफतर अली साहब ने बड़ी प्यारी बात की कि हमें जो इलेक्ट्रिसिटी के यूजेस हैं यह बढ़ाने पड़ेंगे तो इस सिलसिले में यह भी आपको अर्ज कर दूं कि जो बेस्ट है एनर्जी की नेचर में जो है उसे जब हम कन्वर्ट करते हैं तो बेस्ट कन्वर्जन जो है वह है ही में यही वजह है कि अमेरिका में या यूरोप में या इंग्लैंडstan में आप देख रहे होंगे कि वहां जो इलेक्ट्रिसिटी की मार्केट है वो गैस के साथ बाय करती है और बहुत ज्यादा जगहों में इलेक्ट्रिसिटी जीत जाती है इसलिए कि वो बेस्ट कन्वर्शन है वो सस्ती भी होती है तो एक तो हम ये ذہن में रख कि हमारा स्लैपलेस नहीं है वो मैनिपुलेटेड है रेवेन्यू बेस्ड लोड शेडिंग हो रही है जिसकी वजह से वो हमें समझ नहीं आ रही और इसके बाद हम बेचना भी नहीं चाह रहे क्योंकि नो वर्क नो प्रॉब्लम्स के तहत बजाय इसके कि उन एरिया से कलेक्शन की जाए तो फेडरल गवर्नमेंट को उठना पड़ेगा प्रोविंशियल गवर्नमेंट के हाथ पकड़ने पड़ेंगे या हाथ जोड़ने पड़ेंगे और फिर आगे चलना पड़ेगा वो करने के लिए कोई तैयार नहीं अब में मुझे थोड़ा सा वापस जाने दीजिए और कराची में कोई फर्क नहीं जो uh utilities उनके unke issues the wo india mein privatized kiya gaya aur unme success story थी thi wo, ndpl ki thi, tata Endeavor. So, to wo mujhe dekhi, do dfa mujhe ke, study karu to ghum के ke, ke jo tatas enterprise enterprising spirit hai, ya, entrepreneurship hai, diji, investments ko be ek orat, jo 5 foot unki wo ndpl wo wo mrs thi jo chief minister thi indian capital territory she took upon herself ke is privatization succeed karane, or a ise chalana chori bhi karne, or a shore karne, karna ke sub sab paise ye missing hai बया तरीका यहत्यार कि है कि बिजली देना जं से चोरी होती हैया ब की प्राइसेस कम देते हैं आप मैजन करें कि इलेक्ट्रट के जुस्ट्रक्शनल एरिया में चा बरोजिस्तान के छोटे-छोटे शरते हैं अब है उत्थल है बिंडर है बेला है वह यह बिजली पहुंचाते ही नहीं वह रेव कि सरप्लस इतना नहीं है बहुत कम है जितना हम समझ रहे हैं इस सिलसिले अभी अख्तर अली साहब ने फरमाया कि 8000 मेगावाट की डिमांड है सर्दी में जबकि 25000 हमारे पास है तो हमें यह ध्यान में रखना होगा कि जो मेकओवर टाइम होता है उन प्लांट्स का जो गर्मी में आपको सप्लाई करते हैं वो सर्दी में फिर उन्हें बंद कर दिया जाता है इस तरीके से होता है इसी तरह हाइड्रो भी गायब हो जाती है तो वो 25000 की हमारे पास कैपेबिलिटी उस होती तो इसलिए सैप्लिसेंस के इशू तो ये मैंने बात कर दी अब बात आती है दूसरी जी टैरफ्स। तो टैरफ्स में कहा जाता है जैसे राशिद अदबी साहब ने भी फरमाया कि जब पे कर रहे हैं तो ठीक है इसका मतलब ये है कि एक्सेप्टेबल है तो मैं थोड़ा सा कर दूं कि जो प्रेजेंट टैरिफ्स हैं इंप्रूडेंट कॉस्ट बहुत ज्यादा है और बहुत ज्यादा है और इंप्रूडेंट है अगर आप खड़ा करें तो सबसे बड़ा जो उसमें कंपोनेंट है वो आईपीपीज का या जनरेशन का है जिसमें इंप्रूव्ड एंड कॉस्टेज जो है वो आगे पास की जा रही है उसका प्रूफ है कि आईपीपीज ने जिसे कहते हैं कि बिल्कुल बोले ही नहीं और जल्दी से उन्होंने कहा कि किसी तरीके से सैग्रमेंट को कैप किया जाए क्योंकि अगर इस पे مزید हो गया तो इसमें तो 500 यानि मैं समझता हूं कि के साथ साइन साइन Darasel wo 20-25% percent says ज़्यादा जो मसाइल हैं ya imprudent cost to हैं उनको कवर नहीं करता। 75% you हैं वो तो अभी बाकी हैं तो उन्होंने खत्म किया जाए। inverted pyramid है, सबसे ज़्यादा imprudent cost है generation किया है और बिल्कुल ख़ुश IPPS किया है। इसके बाद anti-dec subsequently jo है और सबसे पहली वो डिस्कोस की है हां डिस्कोस की इनएफिशिएंसी का मसला है करेक्ट जो कलेक्शन नहीं कर सकते रेवेन्यू और इसके बाद वहां लॉसेस भी हैं यानी कि एडमिनिस्ट्रेटिव लॉसेस या चोरी हैं उस सिलसिले में जो आउटरीच प्रोग्राम गवर्नमेंट का होना चाहिए फेडरल गवर्नमेंट का जो ओनर्स हैं कि प्रोविंशियल और लोकल को भी और आगे चलें है नहीं है हमें करना पड़ेगा वरना काम नहीं बनेगा इसके बाद हम आ जाते हैं जी बड़ी सीधी सी बात है कि एग्जांपल आपको देता हूं कि हमें कहा गया कि नए आईपीपीज हमने लेने और जो हमने स्कीमें बना भेजी जो पब्लिक सेक्टर के प्लांट्स थे कि इन्होंने रिटायर हो जाना है अब इनएफिशिएंट हो गए हैं इसमें तमाम चीजें हैं मास्वाइड इटसेल्फ उसके बाद जितने कॉन्टिनेंट्स होते हैं कि यानी कि रियल है ऑफ़टेक के लिए ट्रांसमिशन लाइंस हैं जो पानी का इस्तेमाल अगर वहां है तो वो पानी के लिए जो आउटलेट्स हैं वो दिए गए हैं हाउसिंग कॉलोनीज हैं वगैरह वगैरह ये सारी चीजें हैं तो ये यहां इसको लीज आउट करें या पब्लिक प्राइवेट पार्टनरशिप की तरफ जाएं उस तरफ कोई नहीं गया उन्होंने नहीं नहीं इसकी भी हमें जरूरत है और आ गए और फाइन बता दिया सारे बंद कर दिए गए और नहीं बताया कि उनके साथ हमने अब करना क्या है जबकि वो कुल 40 से 60% मजीद कॉस्ट लगा के जो आजकल लगाई जाती है उन्हीं पावर स्टेशनों उन्हीं एस्टेट्स में नए पावर स्टेशन पब्लिक प्राइवेट पार्टनरशिप्स या प्राइवेट पार्टीज ही लगा लें लीज आउट किए जा सकते थे अब बात आती है प्राइवेटाइजेशन की जैसे अख्तर अली साहब ने भी प्राइवेटाइजेशन की बात की और सबसिक्वेंटली थोड़ा कर दिया सेकंड ईयर बिजनेस का कि जो वायर बिजनेस में आ जाएंगी हमारी डिस्कोस तो इस में मैं अर्ज कर दूं कि जो रेगुलेटर है हमारा उसने प्राइवेटाइजेशन को डी सील कर दिया वो आया है और उसने ये कहा है कि आप डिस्कोज़ जो हैं वो वायर बिजनेस में चले जाएंगी वो एक्शन डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन में नहीं होंगी वो अपनी वायर्स ऑफर करेंगी प्राइवेट सेक्टर को और इसके बाद वो बेचेंगे और फुल रिकवरी वो करेंगे और जाहिर है ये एक आंसर भी है क्योंकि गवर्नमेंट जो है उसकी कैपेसिटी भी कम है कैपेबिलिटी भी नहीं है और मजे की बात ये है कि दे नॉट इवन विलिंग कि किसी तरीके से हम अशोर करें कि यूटिलिटीज जो हैं वो अपना रेवेन्यू कलेक्ट कर सके तो इस वजह से समझ ही आती है कि हमें ये सारी चीजें लाया जाए विन ऑफ किया जाए प्रेजेंट सिस्टम में से उस तरफ लेके जाया जाए और फिर जो है प्राइवेट सेक्टर बीच में आ जाए जो इनकी वायरस को ले लेगा लोगों को बिजली देगा और जाहिर है जितनी बिजली देगा उसकी पेमेंट स्टेट को करेगा نتیतन ये जो सर्कुलर डेट के इश्यूज हैं ये रुक जाते हैं इस सब को करने के लिए जो मेन या मूथ पॉइंट आता है वो है मैनेजमेंट पावर सेक्टर इस मैनेजमेंट जो है जो पहले किसी जमाने में बाबडा के पास हुआ करती थी और बहुत अरसा मास जब IPP इसका इंडक्शन हुआ लेट 90s में तो फिर गड़बड़ हो उससे पहले बेहतरीन चल रहे थे तो बाबडा से वो चला टेपको के पास टेपको को गैर बनाया गया और इसके बाद कहा गया कि डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन कंपनीज जो है उनके बोर्ड में एक भी नहीं और तो हमने कर लिया यानी but बताइए कि वो professionals, hands down, experience. Companies डाउन उनका Gencos, नहीं है, जो हैं सारी में Genco's है, है और Discos, कंपनीज boards are non professional totally. And I भी rent seekers डिसकोज भी not उनके बोर्ड्स जो हैं वो नॉन प्रोफेशनल हैं टोटली और वो little रेंट of तो नहीं कहूंगा लेकिन ये है कि वो रोज़ अपने little अच्छी बात की कि अब एक होल्डिंग कम मैनेजमेंट मैं कहूंगा कि कुछ देर के लिए से मैनेज करना पड़ेगा जब तक डिस्को जो हैं उन्हें, उन्हें हम भेज नहीं देते वायर बिजनेस में होल्डिंग कम मैनेजमेंट कंपनी जो है वो को बनी हुई है उसी को बनाए उसे हेड करें एमिनेंट प्रोफेशनल यू उसके चेयरमैन आ भी उसका or a firewall draw a ministry. or with this ministry, the policies that we policies, to go forward. So these are small things that I wanted to clear. Otherwise, Sabine of us or a Badahi of things. And this is a very Dr. Sahaab, Nadeem Hak Sahaab, that they will be back to us
1: thank you very much chimasab thank you very much as always you've summed it up well folks any questions please raise your hands otherwise I'll go back to people from the panel or even a round table anybody wants to say anything I see, see sahab, yeah. sahab, go ahead yeah thank you very much so another world bank methods. another world banker who must do a culpa
9: Actually, you know, we are. Rashid Sahab can tell you, I stayed away from energy until the last three years in the back. So I don't claim to be one but who messed up the Pakistan. That we should
5: all try and pretend we are not responsible. Someone else is. This is a. listen, right, Pakistan, sir.
9: Matlab, anyways, let me get to the point. I mean, I think uh, what Vishal uh, Sahab is saying, and I don't, I missed the early part, but I have been here for the last hour. देखी the problem is that electricity and distribution are uh, different tiers of management. Ko, bhi, mila For example, the decision or the policy that we are going to have a single energy source happens at a much higher level and then gets communicated, and therefore, everyone else works. The, the, the mixing that up with the power sector debt issue and all the multiple issues, I think we need to segregate the issues and keep them at the place where they are. That's the first point. Second point is, I have been traveling a lot around Pakistan, and I am now firmly convinced as I go through a lot of rural and semi-rural and you know small towns that moving to a single energy source, i.e. electricity, as somebody else also mentioned, uh, is actually the right thing to do for the future. So we should take it out of people's minds that gas is here. Let me give you an example of all of GB. All of GB, you know that there are multiple sectors that are paying the cost of basically having multiple energy sources. Yarni, LNG cylinders, bhi ja rahe hai, and, you know, fire country. Yes. So, the thing is, the country needs to get out of this 20th century thinking and make a firm decision that electricity and only electrons across the wire is what is going to be your energy source. Chh, so second thing, the, the, so this requires a tradition, letting go of some traditional things. Just because we add gas, we will give more gas. Forget that. I think we need to. Second thing is, I don't hear, you know, I heard this thing about national, kya am sarei pakistani nahi hai. Toh kya sara US, US nahi hai. I mean, isn't it a federation of states? Yani ye kehanha ki ji, huu bilhi udar zaya ho rahi hai, usko nii ja rahi hai. Bahi provinces, akar 18th amendment mein, aap lukho ne usko devolve kiya hai. So they have they transmission, generation, distribution, everything Because this is an archaic concept that I 1200 of and I you have to know, make a and I have to am going to incur all the costs, etc. Third point, devolution per se in, in electricity, especially electrification, is totally incomplete. Yani provinces are making a mess and let me give you one, and this is the last point I to make. I was in Ministry of Railways this morning. And looking at their accounts, thanks to Nadeem Saab, who loves uh, free labor and also does slave labor. So he sent me there. To, I sat with the minister, uh, sorry, the, the secretary. And Shakil Saab, I remembered your days. But anyhow, talking to the secretary, the secretary proudly told me that half their revenues since the last two years, half the freight revenues are coming from one power plant's operation, which is guess what? Saibal, Right. Now, think about how poorly planned this effing government is that, you know, you have an environmentally damaging plus an expensive producing plant, which was bought in second hand. Hence, you're buying expensively. Hence, you also have captive, you have to buy. Then you incur higher costs. Then you have less revenues. Therefore, you have the debt. Now, on the other hand, the railway department is sitting pretty... And saying, Ahmed, don't say anything against this, because I'm making 34 billion rupees a month from the transmitting the coal. And uh, Nadeem saab I beg to ask you this question, who thinks about the entire set of issues in the government? And I think, therefore, one of the things about Lexity that I have been starting to disaggregate is that somehow we got to look at the delivery and the production, if I can put it in very industrial terms that unless we start looking at it like that and go back to having a policy decision that we're going to have a point source and that point source, single source is going to be electricity. I think most of our problems are going to disappear slowly and steadily because we have to get out of this tradition. Demand supply very nice debate. I agree with sir that actually there, there is demand and the demand is ongoing because the economy is not, I mean, and also with Rashid, sahab, you know, demand is going, up. I mean, we have surveyed the survey GBJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJ informally through uh, our fund rural support program, demand's shooting up every year. You know, this thing about saying demand is not, is going to be less, is is ridiculous. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you very much, Aamir, thank you very much. Um, Perceptive, yes, let's go ahead and see if we can get a few more questions and I'll come back to the panel. Please, folks, note and let's see, come back to the panel. Uh, folks, please be short, very short, because we're running out of time, we're already too late. Shaheen Anasar.
4: Okay, I think the real problem in Pakistan is that there's too much generation capacity, which is there. And now, you know, all types of explanations are being given. Uh, and I, I, I feel very uncomfortable when, when I hear electricity being a public good. Uh, I see, i become very uncomfortable when I see, oh, we have to increase demand. Uh, I, because, because you want to sell the generation power, which is already there. So it's a good idea, uh, as Ahmed Durrani has said that, you know, you have to have some sort of a central entity to look after, uh, you know, the, 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 the whole situation, but then, you know, that should be um, um, that should be worked by different types of professionals. I think there's no business of people, bureaucrats running all these organizations. Um, there is a big issue with debt and all that we, we have to promote efficiencies we have to ha- rationalize the tariffs. It makes no sense that the world is in, in the whole world there is declining tariffs prices and Pakistan is suffering with all that and I cannot understand how GDP growth is you know I, I mean I can go on and on with I uh, I have uh, seen've no, no, got I, the I think there are so many conflicting messages coming from each. Speaker,
1: and you know, I, I, I think these should be agree, resolved. Agree. Good point. Good point okay, allow the name of the Allow the sub. Allow the sub is he here or not? Allow the sub. Mute, unmute yourself. Yes,
0: can you read me now?
1: We can hear you. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Uh, thank you everybody and thank you very much for this opportunity for my question i think i have a two pronged strategy to uh, you know suggest to the panel to this for in the short term i think we should look at our efficiencies there are efficiencies issues all over the, all over the system in the distribution in the grid also we have a very very old technologies in the grid stations and in the distribution also, I mean, let's not talk about that I have said other things. As the world is now looking into the future, the we need to do our paradigm shifting and look at the renewable energy technologies and energies. The whole of the world is taking position in the renewable energy and their technologies. What are we doing about about it? I mean, for example, electric technologies. Every country has given their vision and the timelines—2025, 2030—and we are just waiting. And I think solarization, Pakistan, is the is the solution in our uh, energy problems. And, and if we look at the energy mix today, so there is, the is, is not not there. We are depending mostly on the thermal power test, uh, solutions. I think already somebody has said it's a imported fuel. When we have a lot of renewable energy sources available, I think it's a time to exploit them and we should have a vision based on, let's say, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, thank 2050 or whatever. It thank is you, a, my
1: point. Sound clear aara, So I don't think people are understanding very much. At that. Gul Hassan sahab, Gulasan bhutto saab last question please go ahead but keep it very short
10: sir <laughs> sure, thank you very much mere just chote se sawalat honge kyuki thoda sa main little confused ho gaya hu jiske section mein wo jata jata thoda sa uh, akdar saab privatization ki baat karte hain aur jo hai chimma rightly unko kaha to wahan se sawal ye aata कि जब आप प्राइवेटाइज नहीं करते वायर एंड पोल को आप सेपरेट करते हैं तो रिटेल मॉडल आरआई to में सिटीबीसीएम में तो कोई ऐसी बात ही नहीं हो रही हम किस चीज की बात कर रहे हैं सिटीबीसीएम में तो सिर्फ बायलैटरल की बात हो रही है तो ऐसा तो नहीं कि हम यहां पे डिबेट कर
1: one side पे एक्सक्लूसिविटी की
10: वस्लाँ. बात हां जी माइक अपना बंद कर दें जी अगर आप बात ask you to ask you to ask you to कर you to जी सर to सर you to ask you to ask you to ask you to ask you फिर दूसरी साइट्स पे हम दूसरा ये आईजी की बात हो रही है और इधर पावर पूल से निकल के हमने कंपटीशन में पावर एक्सचेंज में जाना है तो फिर ये आईडी से 40 40 अगले 20 साल के लिए जो है और लॉन्ग टर्म प्लानिंग की जा रही है और पीपीआईपी की प्रोक्योरमेंट अभी भी कंटिन्यू टेकर 2015 की पॉलिसी पे एडीबी की पॉलिसी 2020 में अभी ये पॉलिसी आई है वो भी लॉन्ग टर्म रिन्यूएबल के लिए 15 15 साल पे तो ये हो क्या रहा है डिफरेंट मैसेजेस
1: is not configured at all. QG, uh, shall I come back to Saab, would you like to say anything on this? What do we do? It's all right to have these, all these things, but do we, what can we do? We really don't have a power sector. We have a government that's messing up everything. Hati, meters loan le ke main apna meter khud le sakta. Main hum, mere meter hai, mere, ye cell phone. Ye meter meters Because there is a meter mafia that is selling meters. But I would you like to say something?
2: जी गोल्सेट बुटो साहब ने जो जी जी पे जो बात की है, that talks about bilateral you know competitive trade bilateral contract market ये उसकी अप्रिवेशन है और इस पे यू नो इफ यू वांट टू गो टू व्हाट्स मार्केट जिसकी हम होलसेल की बात कर रहे हैं कंपेटिटिव की बात कर रहे हैं अस्तरली साहब ने बात की तीन चार लोगों baby step that you can take is to, uh, you know, remove the exclusivity uh, with CPPAG and uh, allowing various uh, parties, whether they are private or public, public to just after that, public karhen, thikha, lekin private be interested in bilateral agreements, ki taraf aapko jana chahiye, aur bilateral agreements se hi uh, market open or test so you need to do a pilot with those people who are willing to do it and in my opinion ye saal mein stability ke saath, uh, comparative market a but you have to start somewhere so bilateral arrangements get through i don't see any clash in what people are saying people are saying the same thing in different ways that's what i feel or mere concluding remarks this session pe, wo ye we all agree that a central competent body to look after discourse should be there. Involvement of provinces is necessary. Uh, to what extent can be questioned, that it is public-private partnership with discourse, ke saath, law and order to uh, facilitate it, but involvement of provinces, it is difficult to work without the involvement of provinces. And then, uh, you know, reducing uh, government's uh, involvement. Abhi bahut government involved. Sara risk bhi government leti hai. Mere se they should be restricted to uh, policy only and regulatory, uh, uh, you know, setup. And uh, going forward, uh, as I said, uh, other than this competitive market, all future projects should be, uh, you know, we must consider indigenous fuel for those projects. Indigenous fuel pe projects, ko hai, renewable pe projects. Ko because ultimately you need security on supply chain, you need uh, you know security on your foreign exchange so in sub foreign exchange ka masla supply chain ka masla low cost fuel ka masla because it nation ki story joe ho tia wo long term story ho tia short term up measures lete hain but jab kisi mulk ke baare mein nation ke baare mein baat kerti hain to long term baat kerti hain or long term baat karne ke liya i would say ke indigenous fuels ki taraf jana chahiyeh uh, or sar projects per base karne chahiyeh and with these words nadim sahab i think excellent uh, webinar. Uh, my appreciation for all those people who have organized this. And thank you very much to all the panelists from my side. I think very healthy discussion today.
1: May I just have one minute? Sorry, Shakeel, go
7: ahead. Shakeel, go ahead. Just one minute. Did you go ahead? Yes, sir. Uh, ahead. I quite agree. Uh, this has been a very informative uh, get together. Uh, the views expressed were, were innovative. Uh, may I request you that just having a webinar and 80 people watching it might not be good enough. Why don't you put in a four-page report for the government? Maybe you could associate Akhtar Ali Saab or uh, Chima Saab and just put a four-page report, anything beyond that, no one is going to read. So in major main, main issues hain, aap ye government ko planning commission ko dein, I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll be able to, to focus on these because these are great issues one uh, just one liner about circular debt you know circular debt yes it is a provinces must get on board and uh, pepco must pay the provinces for the recoveries and we have done it i've spent half of my career in the in the field in the tribal areas and settled districts and when the provincial government wishes to recover it can recover
1: thank you sir thank you shakil sir thank you very much g anybody else
3: uh, uh, can I just answer be a few Mary
1: points? go ahead.
3: Okay, because K-Electric was specifically uh, addressed. So, uh, first of all, um, uh, with respect to SSGC, we, we don't contribute to circular debt. There are There is a receivables issue, which is under litigation, but you, if you ask SSGC, they'll tell you that we are um, one of their best customers. We have paid all our current bills. And the fact is that they've been asking for markup on previous um, arrears, and that is in litigation at the moment. They are the ones who actually terminated the instalment plan through which we were paying off the arrears. So that's an old-standing issue which is under litigation. Secondly, with respect to um, cherry picking, I mean, we welcome competition. Uh, Let me be very clear about that. What we're concerned about is that there should be a proper transitionary framework to allow that competition so that there is a level playing field for everyone. And so that more vulnerable customers are also catered for because otherwise there will be cherry picking. Um, now, you talked about Utqal and Vindo. we do supply electricity, there are vast areas, they are very inaccessible, we supply electricity, we're increasing our solar projects there, and the fact is that they are difficult areas, they're inaccessible, there's a law and order issue, there are various geographical issues there. Um, finally, just to wrap up, um, what we'd like to do is see reform in this sector, we'd like to, uh, we always cooperate with the national policy. That's what we'd like to see. Um, we want to see lower tariffs, but there has to be t reform for that. And we need to upgrade the grid so that K Electric and others can absorb that excess capacity from NTDC. And that's what we're investing in. So what we see is a planned investment supported by uh, fair, open, transparent uh, regulatory frameworks and a national energy policy. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Ji, anybody
5: else? Uh, Nadeem, Saab? I'd like to say a few words. Go ahead,
1: Gina. Go ahead. Go ahead.
5: Okay. Uh, okay. What I want to stress here is two or three things. One is I've heard lots of views, but I do not believe we have consensuses. I believe we have individual opinions, individual uh, ideas, and they're being told as the final thing. Unfortunately, that's not going to work. Let me give you just one example. We've heard of a number of times somebody strong, a central body to control the discourse, etc. etc. You, Nadim, should answer me. Isn't that going to be another control institution or isn't that going to be by its very nature the DMGs in the Ministry of Power taking control over and we will have been contributing to that idea of the take control and they run it as their own fiefdom. So that's that's a refrain I have about we invariably are expressing our own opinions, not accepting, a, not considering that there's a need for a consensus between us and, or my own opinion and others' opinions. Let's have this four pager, this small report that uh, Durani Sub mentioned as a consensus reporter, Otherwise, tough luck, it'll remain on somebody's desk because they'll ask me and I'll say, I don't think it's a good idea. And someone else will say, yeah, it's a good idea. And the guy will then be, so okay, that's one side of it. Consensus building is not being practiced. But the second thing which I want to come to, personnel in the ministry willing to accept the change. You remember this conversation also happened two seminars back or something. In the banking sector, we were able to identify and we appointed managers of the utility who were able to then take their institutions to a reform, to a complete restructuring, etc, etc. Well, I'm going to throw the onus back on you. Find such people for the power sector. I'm going to say, for example, that there were examples. I mean, Marine will uh, probably be able to confirm to to you, to all. People like Tavish Gohar, Naveed Ismail, et cetera, inducted in KESC. They worked three years, five years, et cetera, et cetera. Even in the ministry, even in K-Electric, et cetera. They are the high flyers of AES, one of the biggest power companies in the U.S. If they can be successful there, then what? is the reason why they can't be people can be found for the utilities the back the the steel wall or the brick wall in the ministry where someone is not willing to demonst- uh, devolve decision making to the company managements please find us some people who can who can be considered for those ministerial level positions where they will allow these companies to perform According to their capability, according to their regulatory requirements, etc. etc. Otherwise, the ministry will keep on managing, keep on controlling, and this the current situation will continue. Thank you, Rashad Thank you very much.
1: G anybody else, folks? Chima Sab, would you like to sum it Thank up?
6: You, sir. Sir, sir, Thank Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. We have had a very very good session, mm-hmm. and of course, as Rashid disease said, we need to get mm-hmm. together for that right now. Nadim Shah, may
8: I? Please go ahead. Go ahead, Ji. Go ahead. I think, uh, uh, as I understand, the government is reviving Pepco, and a holding company is being formed, and that appears to be a good step because at least uh, it would transfer power from the uh, ministry uh, to uh, professionals. I hope professionals would be engaged to run Pepco. So it's a good step. Uh, I also suggest that Genco should also be included in Pepco. So there is one holding company which handles uh, all these uh, public enterprises and gradually uh, these companies are Uh, privatized in the form of leasing. Uh, As again, Durrani has suggested, leasing is a very viable solution for privatization. Thank you.
1: Thank you, folks. Thank you very much. I think we learned a lot. It's wonderful. Uh, I will end by saying that Einstein had said 50 years ago, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Fortunately, it happened before Pakistan was born because Einstein would have to say something about Pakistan then, because we keep rebuilding Pepco, destroying Pepco, buying wheat, not buying wheat, closing down sugar, building sugar, making IPPs, not making IPPs. The only thing that we won't do is think. Shakil Sahib, I like your point, I take it. Would any of you please give us anything that you like? We are summarizing these talks, we are putting these talks on YouTube, but I would welcome if all of you or any of you are willing to, in fact, maybe that's the way forward. Can we get together and set up an energy reform charter that all of us will sign? If you guys are agreeable, I'll get PID to do the necessary work and then all of us will work for a few meetings and then sign an energy charter that we can give to the government on how to move forward. If you guys agree, then I will initiate that today. Inshallah, we'll send you a brief outline of this in the next few days. And then we will be, you know, at your command. You help us think it through. We will just be merely an agency that will kind of put it together for you. It will come out in your names. It will, you are the signatories the major leading power thinkers and we will put out an energy plan to the government. Whether they like it or not, let's do our duty. If that's agreeable, folks,
5: i close. My question to you will be, if you yes, put sir? out a draft, will you get not uh, 73 different views and 73 different comments? Let's work right? it
1: out. I'm, I'm happy to work it out. You should agree that we will sit down and spend a few hours trying to work it out. Let's try and do it. Why do we wait for the government to invite us to a committee? Why can't we do it on our own? Let's try it out. I'm happy to. I, uh, let me also tell you, I'm trying out to make a growth framework with a bunch of economists. I'm doing that already. And we've d- done that once before for COVID and we did reach some sort of an agreement. Yes, everything is not neat and clean, but let's try it out. So with your agreement, let me close this now and we'll try and do that. Thank you, folks. Right. Thank you very much. I Thank appreciate you. it.
8: Thank you. I have always learned from much. you.
1: Thank you, G. Thank, Thank, Thank you, Maldim. Great job.
8: Bye. Thank you.